Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey everyone, today's show is brought to you in part by ButcherBox. As part of my fitness program, you're not going to believe this, I eat 220 grams of protein every day. I know it's nuts, but I'm super picky about my meat products. But thanks to ButcherBox, I don't have to worry about getting quality meats conveniently delivered to my door. Every month I receive a selection of the very best meat without leaving my house. All of ButcherBox's meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. We're talking up to 12 pounds of meat, enough for 24 months meals. I'm also able to customize my box so I can get exactly the meats I want. And right now, ButcherBox is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription, plus $20 off your first box. Just go to ButcherBox.com slash SexyLiberal or enter SexyLiberal at checkout. That's ButcherBox.com slash SexyLiberal or enter promo code SexyLiberal at checkout. Thank you for supporting this show by supporting ButcherBox. And now... Let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Imagine, Rachel, that you had one of the Democratic nominees for 2020 uh, on your show. Why don't we ask China to back us? I hereby tonight ask China. That's right. And not only that, China, if you're listening, why don't you get Trump's tax returns? I'm sure our media would richly reward you. So if after this hypothetical Democratic candidate says this on your show, within hours, all of a sudden, the IRS offices are bombarded with incredibly sophisticated cyber tools looking for Trump's tax returns and then extracts them and then passes them to whatever the new WikiLeaks happens to be and they start being unraveled and disclosed. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you're going to let Russia get away with what they did and are still doing, according to Christopher Wray, the current FBI director who said that last week, they're in our election systems. We're worried about 2020, he said. So, hey, let's have a great power contest and let's get the Chinese in on the side of somebody else. Just saying that shows how absurd the situation we find ourselves in. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, what she said. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 26, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Bubble Genius has the greatest soap in the universe. Go to BubbleGenius.com and buy a ton of soap. You won't regret it. Oh, by the way, hi. What's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 980 of the Trump crisis. Day three of the impeachment of Donald Trump. 404 days until the 2020 presidential election. And goddamn it, let's bring in the goth ninjas. It is uh, T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash T-Rex Report. Also, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. That's from-the-bunker.com. Did I get that right? That sounded weird. No, you got it right. Oh, okay, yeah, you good. got it. Thank got God. It right. <laughs> also found at sexyliberal.com. I, there are too many things swimming around in my brain right now. Whenever there's new things in my brain, it pushes old stuff out. So that's I, I as understand. I, I get a little worried there sometimes. 
okay. Uh, so are the both of you as blown away by what has happened over the last 48 hours as I am? Because, I mean, when that document first came down yesterday and I started reading it, I was like, well, this is satire. Someone's screwing around right. with Photoshop. Some a-hole put together a fake document. And then I'm looking around and I'm going... Oh my God, it's real. This is a real document. The White House literally released this document and it's real. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. an amazing, an amazing moment in history, an amazing moment to be covering politics to actually see that they just don't care. Here, here, we're guilty. I dare you to come after us. <laughs> You guys feel it's the same way? It's worked so far. Yeah, it's, I know. It, it had worked in the past. They just thought that they could get away with it. That what was even because it's redacted. If you notice, there are three instances where there are ellipses. Right. Yeah. The the readout, the non transcript transcript. Right. And right. I, I'm wondering. Here's the question. I know uh, Jody, you've been doing some work on the timing of the document in terms of how it it, it actually plays out when you time the reading of the actual words. Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually comes up way short of what we heard mm-hmm. the actual length of the conversation was supposed to be, which is more like 30 minutes, and it kind of times out to what, like nine minutes instead? Depending on how slowly you read it, 12 to 15 minutes, which is interesting if it's 12 minutes and we're missing 18 minutes, and how Nixonian. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but just, just before we go on from there, there is a New York Times report that the whistleblower is a CIA officer who is detailed to the White House. Ah, okay. Mm. So that, that makes sense. The plot thickens a little bit there. Mm-hmm. This is nine minutes old, so huh. just, just All to right. let you Interesting. know. Interesting. Yeah, we've got a ton you- more of, of breaking news here. But, I mean, as far as the timing of that document goes, are we clear as to whether or not Zelensky is super fluent in English enough to not have to use a translator? Because I was thinking, is the extra time taken up by the translator translating for Trump and Trump being distracted by shiny objects in the corner. A poodle goes by and he starts chasing it. Oh, puff, puffy tail, puffy tail. Um, Wasn't he questioned by our press yesterday? His English sounded fine to me. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he may have been more performancy for the cameras, but on a phone call where it's something super serious, where you're talking to, you're having a one-on-one conversation with the president, um, do you use a translator? Just make sure that everything is nailed down as far as the uh, the language barrier goes. That's what I was kind of thinking I, that. Yeah, I mean, probably, but it, he sounded like he understood the questions and then speaking back, like maybe he understands English better than he can speak it versus where I can do the same. Like I'll, if I read something, I can mm-hmm. understand it better than when I hear something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it all depends on how you've learned another language to me. I mean, because I'm learning Spanish now and I've my under when I read it now, I can totally understand what's going on. But when I hear it without the words in front of me, it's more difficult for me to understand. Well, the thing that I keep thinking about is whether or not and this is really conspiratorial and really out (laughs) in left field. I'll admit that. But I mean, the fact that all of this has happened in the past week or so is way outside the bounds of any of what any of us could have predicted that would have happened mm-hmm. in this whole mess. Uh, but I, the thing well, I keep th- astrologically. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I think the thing I, th- I keep thinking about is that um, it seems like maybe White House staffers are trying to screw Trump, and the way I justify that theory is that we all know that Donald Trump doesn't read jack shit. He doesn't read anything, partly because I don't think he can see the words on the page. Two, I just don't think he has the attention span to actually read words. But are they telling him, oh, yeah, you know what? Nothing to worry about in this readout of that phone call. It was a beautiful call, Mr. President. Don't worry about a damn thing. And he goes, okay, it's a beautiful call. Wonderful. And so... That's how this ends up happening, where they're dumping this information into the public view, and he doesn't realize how incredibly damning it is, because there's just no way. I mean, I know they're intellectually dishonest, intellectually violent, as the case may be, but I that, that is suicidal. That was a suicidal move to do that. I just couldn't believe they released it. Well, they also released talking points memos to the Democrats, so I think somebody mm-hmm. in the White House is messing with them. Yeah, I or they're g- just—I mean—never mistake uh, what you know incompetence for, or, That's for malevolence yeah. or for intent. I mean, these people couldn't find how to turn the lights on for six months, so it true. would not surprise me if they were accidentally sending things out. But Trump doesn't grasp the depth of anything. You know, it's same with his son when he released his you know email connections from the meeting in Trump Tower. They don't—they—they they think that Sean Hannity will run defense mm. and that. 
everything that they do is okay because it's them and he's the president and he can't even be investigated for crimes when he's in office, according to him. And I think that he felt like it was a show of force, like a show of strength. Like, yeah. sh- here, here are the transcripts, not having the first clue right. how mm-hmm. damning they are. Because he still doesn't seem to quite grasp that it's just not okay to ask foreign governments to help you win U.S. elections. That has just still never crossed his moral threshold in terms of, like, something that's wrong. Yeah, well, he obviously has a real glitch when it comes to the difference between right and wrong, and I think that much Mm -hmm. is clear by watching, you know, the last five years, watching the last four decades, for that matter, Donald Trump operating in New York City. Uh, I also think that uh, the Republicans believe... Mistakenly believe that Ukraine is so far away that Americans don't care. Like mm. the average American has no idea between the the relationship between Russia and Ukraine and why the incursion of Crimea was a big deal. But I think they misunderestimated the react <laughs> people's protectiveness toward Uncle Joe. Yeah, because mm. um, like this involves Joe Biden. It's clear there's no scandal. They're making it up. His family's already been through so much. That I, I I think that they are overstepping here because of their their short sightedness and the fact that they don't think that Americans understand that things matter on the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think going back to what you were saying about incompetence, uh, it would seem to me as if <laughs> in, incompetence is just fucking up. I mean, this would be this is beyond incompetence. This is yeah. looking at a document and going. Oh, this is fine. Here, here, have this. And it's just like, wait, hang on. This is, this is great. I'm glad we have it. But it doesn't make any sense that you would release this thing and then say, look, there's nothing here. No quid pro quo. When there is clearly quid pro quo mm-hmm. right in the middle, right at the bottom of page. He did the two. same thing with Lawrence Holt and got away with it. Though. Yeah, is that the guy? Well. Lester Holt. Oh, Lester Holt. Holt. Right, right, said, right. Yeah, I fired Comey because of the FBI investigation. What? What? Is there a problem with that? I yeah. mean, he's he's never been sneaky. I mean, mm-hmm. he's never been like good at hiding things. He is. He's got a brain like a steel sieve, you <laughs> know, and a mouth like. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, I just I don't think he's in any way aware how important this is. I mean, you heard he tried to call Nancy Pelosi and do the whole like New York businessman thing. We're like, let's work something out. Yeah, yeah, this. he tried. Like, that's that's get- the, that's the behind the scenes terrified Trump. That is Trump mm-hmm. is horrified by all of this, uh, and you can see it, you can hear it, you can see it in his tweets, you can hear it in his tone of voice. And among many things, he said at Andrews Air Force Base just now, just before we started the show, he said. There should be a law of stopping it, it meaning mm-hmm. the impeachment. Of course, he says law of stopping it, which doesn't make any sense, but that's Trump. Uh, Brainworms. And then he said maybe legally through the courts. So it looks what? like, no. yeah, and it's funny. I was talking to Kimberly the other night. I said, you know what he's going to try to do? He's going to try to sue the House of Representatives to stop the impeachment. And no court on this planet will ever but that is the court for an impeachment is the house of exactly. representatives and the senate right. so right. he's basically like suing the dog catcher because he wants to put his dog down i mean you know like uh-huh. it doesn't make any sense yeah, he, yeah. Uh, that is the court dude uh, right there's no mechanism to stop an impeachment other than the impeachment failing in the final floor vote or at any point along the way just because of a lack of evidence or a lack of support among the democratic caucus or what have you i mean that's the only way it's going to stop but at this point it seems like it's moving full steam ahead and that we're going to end up in a trial in the senate which is going to be my favorite part of all of this and i know everyone's going well it's fait complete. they're never going to vote to convict him does not matter. Mm. I'll no, tell you, it doesn't matter. And let me tell you why it doesn't matter. Because they are going to trot out every single Trump misdeed with documentary evidence, with witnesses, and they're going to say, here's the tax returns, here's the financial uh, documents that we got from Deutsche Bank, here's the money laundering, here's all the rest. Oh, here's, by the way, this is Donald Trump sticking all of his conversations onto a uh, code word clearance only server trying to cover up every call he's had with foreign uh, leaders trying to coerce them into interfering with the election. It's going to be this like highlight reel of all of his various fuck ups back to back on television with a studio audience in the gallery 
literally. You can actually go and get a ticket and watch the trial in the Senate if you want to, knowing that all of that evidence is going to be trotted out in public view in that trial. He is going to not want that to ever, ever happen. He has done everything he possibly can to make sure the public never, ever sees that. And for all of that information to come to light during an election year is going to uh, destroy him. I, I think he's going to resign. I, I think he would. I think so, too. Faced with that. Uh, the choice. Hey, that between, was my original thing. I just thought it was going to come way sooner that he was going to be like, this is hard. I don't like it. I quit. Yeah. Well, it's even worse now because it's not only hard, but now he's getting exposed. All of his mm-hmm. dirty secrets are going to be trotted out in plain view on television. We're all going to be watching. And that's going to be the trial in the, in the Senate. If not all of this investigatory process that we're seeing in the House. But, I mean, all of the information that you're seeing that's being discussed behind closed doors, that's getting revealed in various skiffs, all of that stuff, you know, the the, the testimony that's happening uh, in private, all of that information is going to have to be revealed in the context of a trial. Now, certainly there's going to be some national security details that'll be redacted and kept secret and so on because... Well, that's just the way it goes. But, I mean, the really damning shit. It's just going to be a cavalcade of awfulness for Donald Trump as he's trying to run for re-election for an entire month. I mean, the Clinton trial in the Senate lasted uh, throughout uh, the entire month of January in 1999. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about... And there's a- so many more things to investigate here. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So- I have to have a sidebar moment. Uh, okay. <laughs> Every time I hear about people revealing things in a skiff... Like, I imagine that there's this stairway in (laughs) Congress that leads down to an underground cave where there's a lake and there's a skiff, like a boat, you know, and then like, you know, they like hang the lantern on the little thing and they row the skiff out to the middle of the deep underground lake where the one-eyed wizard reads them the confidential document. Ask them to to solve three riddles. Right, exactly. (laughs) What is your name? Um, um, What is your favorite color? (laughs) Every time you say that they were in a skiff, I'm just like, they're there, underground cave. (laughs) And (laughs) I I go right to Return of the Jedi. I think of the skiffs in the first act of Return of the Jedi. That's how much of a nerd I am. Yeah, I know. What was a skiff in... Yes. On (laughs) Hoth. I know, what can I say? What was a skiff on Hoth? Uh, no, the skiff was on Tatooine. Uh, Jabba the Hutt had a bunch of skiffs. They were all riding on skiffs to go down to the giant vagina oh, in the I'm sand thinking, and being okay, dumped right, into the right. vagina. Yeah, uh, the Sarlacc. I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> so the other <laughs> crazy shit that went down right before we started the show is news of this private breakfast that Trump had in New York City this morning, in which he said, "Holy shit!" He said this. I want to know who's the person. Who's the person who gave the whistleblower the information? Because that's close to a spy. You know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart, right? The spies and treason, we used to handle it a little differently than we do now. Mm -hmm. For fuck's sake. Yeah, he's basically threatening the life of everyone who was involved. He's threatening the life of uh, witnesses in a federal congressional impeachment proceeding. The brain bleed in that sentence for me comes from the old days when we were smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, on some things we were smart. uh, on, On some things, some other things we were not. Not smart. Exactly at all. what? Science, civil rights, the old days, what? Well, the House old days. You know, like, the old I mean, days of uh, national. Gas wasting cars, littering. National parks, freeing the slaves, going to the moon, you know, shit like that. That's not right. the old days he's talking about. Defeating Nazis, defeating Imperial Japan. Yeah, we did, we did he's some things about. Right. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. not what Donald Trump went means. When he no, that's not. No, that's not what he now. means. <laughs> no, you're exactly right about that. That's not what he's talking about. No, he's like the old days when we beat our children and drank all day and didn't have car seats. <laughs> yes. And, you know. Yeah, that is exactly right. But uh, so anyway, so moving along here, we also had this uh, testimony from Joseph McGuire, who you know, Jody and I were talking uh, before the show, <laughs> and this is basically a summary of what Joseph McGuire said today. You, you right. could, and you everyone, do, you, would, yeah. you want. Everyone was predicting we were going to do this anyway. He's the acting DNA, right? I'm having trouble keeping track. Yeah, the acting DNA, yeah. The acting DNA. The acting DNA. I like DNA better. Yeah, me too. 
Uh, yeah, so the acting DNA was uh, in Congress today. No, no, he was, uh, you know, on one hand, I felt bad for him. On the other hand, I didn't feel bad for him because right. he just refused to answer. It was the same song and dance that we've been getting for years now. Every time a Trump administration official goes down to the Hill and they get before one of these congressional committees and they're asked to answer certain questions about their interactions with the president it's just constantly the, you, the, the you, they you, just you. don't know what to say it's executive privilege this that i don't know and then suddenly it just ends Can't with recall. a yeah shruggy shoulder emojis that's basically what we get uh, didn't he say i didn't have situational uh witnessing of something I mean, it was the strangest way that he didn't answer yes or no should we investigate something like this well i don't have the best it's like what the operational fuck? situation ability yes it was yeah <laughs> situational but yeah you know it was like what are you i understand each individual word i just mm-hmm. don't understand them in the order yeah well it came down to executive privilege with him i mean it was uh, once again because that's where everything gets tripped up because mm-hmm. uh, either there are like ironclad ndas don't say a goddamn thing to Congress about the president. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Or Donald Trump has declared executive privilege literally over everything that's in the White House. So anything that happened inside the White House, electronically, physically with documents, conversations in private and so on, (laughs) that is all under the auspices of executive privilege, blanket and preemptive. That's And maybe that's what he did too. I don't know if there's a a legal issue with that. I'm sure there is. But... uh, um, you know, with my vast law and order degree, um, <laughs> I believe there are exceptions to privilege when there's a crime being committed. Yeah, that I've heard something along those lines. And again, you know, you wonder, well, we can just add this to the list. But I mean, right. how long is this list going to be for impeachment? Oh my God. I mean, it's just the emoluments alone could be I know. a thousand different articles <laughs> if you really dig down. Uh, but apparently this is going to get restricted down to possibly just Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine mm-hmm. story, which is fine. I mean, p- removal is removal. If they get him, if they push him into a resignation. Yeah, they got Al Capone on Texas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as the we... Thing I was going to say a minute ago with these witnesses that won't testify, I- I'm not saying we should legalize torture. <laughs> but I'm saying that, like, we can give, you know, Corey Lewandowski, you have an option. You can answer this question honestly and under the auspices of the law, or we can strap you to a chair and put you in a room and play that four non-blondes song <laughs> and ear splitting volume <laughs> for two and a half days. Take your pick. Yeah. You know, it, it'd be even more like a reality game show at that point, you know, and I think Trump would, he might even like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Paul Manafort, we're going to make you listen to the entire volumes one and two of Paul Anka's greatest hits at 120 yeah. decibels until you break. Right, um, right. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I mean, the other thing, uh, I mentioned it at the top of the show, the thing that uh, they're really relying on. I mean, the Trumpers are really staking their careers on one thing that is as clear as crystal. Uh, again, all you got to do is scroll down to page two of this non-transcript transcript and see that there was absolutely 100% a quid pro quo. And to say that mm-hmm. there wasn't, not only is gaslighting, I mean... For God's sake, it insults our intelligence. Holy shit. How many times have we seen in a movie or a TV show, real crime drama, some documentary fucking thing, cops and what have you, where there is a conversation just like this that is absolutely a quid pro quo. You do this for me and I'm going to do this for you. Donald Trump didn't have to say the words quid pro quo, which he probably doesn't understand anyway. Right. Yeah, I can't pronounce. <laughs> right, or spell. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he doesn't have to say those words in order for it to be a quid pro quo. And in fact, Chris Christie once said to look out for Donald Trump asking for a favor. If Donald Trump mm-hmm. says the words, do me a favor, that is a quid pro quo. That is what right. uh, Chris Christie said uh, Wednesday morning on Good Morning America. Uh, and that, of course, is exactly what Donald Trump said. I mean, the conversation had to do with, uh, you know, congratulating Zelensky. And then they get down to... Um, I'm going to need a favor, though. <laughs> yes. The they, word, though, 
It's the new. It's like remember, remember what a grand time how the Republicans just peed themselves with joy over that depends on the definition. What is 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 mm-hmm. you know, Clinton? Yeah, yeah. Well, we were going to be peeing ourselves with laughter over the definition of the word though. Yeah, for the years to come. <laughs> yes, that is a though heard round the world because I mean that's when that's when it becomes conditional. Yeah, the whistleblower complaint literally says he wanted people to play ball. There was that. Um, I mean, that reminds me of Johnny Dangerously when the the you know the crooked DA goes to to uh, what's his face the character Johnny's little brother and goes, "Come on, play ball!" And it's all about being corrupt. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was obviously a In golf. He's talking about golf. This was a, <laughs> this was a uh, an exchange. This is Zelensky asking for more javelin missile missiles from the United States. Mm-hmm. That was I almost did the Popeye pronunciation. I almost called them miscles. Um, <laughs> miscles. Miscles. <laughs> The missiles. Um, but no, Zelensky was asking for javelin missiles to help defend Ukraine from Russia, right? And so then Trump responds, I would like to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. He said, I would like you to do us a favor, though. And then he goes on about this thing with CrowdStrike, which is that uh, cybersecurity mm-hmm. firm that determined that mm-hmm. the DNC server had been hacked. And and by the way, that was also in there, too. Donald Trump asking Ukraine to look into the DNC server, which he thinks, based on Fox News conspiracy theories, is located somewhere in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, and the Democrats hacked it themselves. Yeah, the Democrats right. hacked it themselves. And, Hunter and, Biden hacked the DNC. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, and that's the crazy. I'm glad you mentioned Hunter Biden because that's the craziest mm-hmm. thing about all of this. Joe Biden might not even be the nominee. In fact, there's a pretty solid that's, chance he's not yeah. going to be. <laughs> so this is a gigantic roll of the dice. Not only mm-hmm. uh, putting Donald Trump into serious legal jeopardy, but at the same time. Uh, undermining his campaign, and he may not even have to run against Joe Biden in all of this. And, oh, yeah, there's the other thing, which is that this is a sign of pure weakness on their Mm -hmm. part. This is, oh, shit, they're going to beat us, so we got to do everything we possibly can to make sure they don't win. And, yeah. and that is a gigantic, and no one's talking about this because everyone's got this impression that Donald Trump is this alpha dog who just is a tough guy and he's, he doesn't feel any weird, uh, squishy emotions. He's just plowing forward and strong and powerful. But he's not. He's the weakest, whiniest president we have ever had. He is so terrified. Of- no, that's all he does. It's like yesterday when he was making a statement, he devoted two-thirds of it to wanting it. And you guys never cover that. You didn't yeah, cover all yeah. the terrific things we've been accomplishing with Micronesia. You yeah. know? Um, well, that, that's just all, the, all of the Trumpers right now whining on Twitter about that. Why are they keep? Why do they keep doing this to us? Why is this happening? Why are they being so mean to us? Why are they being so fair? Yeah, this is- because President Obama accomplished that many amazing, terrific things every day before breakfast, you twats. <laughs> you know, you just fucking... Oh, God. I think, you know, one of the things, we, the first thing we need to do when we get universal health care in this country is get every single Trumper in the country's mouth sewn up. <laughs> I know I know exactly what you're saying. The thing is, uh, it just, it reveals their just, their, rank, their teeny tiny little brittle egos, and they're so afraid, especially Trump. And it's the Kramer Batman story. It's the Kramer on the bus story, where Kramer's commandeered this bus, and he keeps making all the stops because they keep ringing the bell. And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, you know how you get all these investigations to stop? You stop doing crappy shit. You, you stop acting like a bunch of crooks. You stop uh, committing... Stancy Pelosi said, have stop. your people obey the law. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't blame. It's like the cops keep showing up at your house. There's a reason they keep showing up at your house. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's probably not because they like coming to your house. Uh, you're <laughs> probably doing something weird inside that's convincing the cops, hey, maybe we need to go down to their house and check this out. And so that's exactly what's happening here. And so... To me, this really highlights not only their inherent weakness going into a major, major election year, but this also highlights just their fear quotient. I mean, <laughs> the amount about of About him as an alpha male. You know, yeah. I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine who used to be a cater waiter in New York City. Yeah. And who has met Donald Trump in person. 
And the whole, you know how his stance is so weird, how he stands mm-hmm. like a horse in a Confederate general portrait? Yeah, leans way <laughs> forward. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know he, how he keeps Tr- his balance. Donald Trump is 5'9". <laughs> he is wearing such high elevators in his shoes. And while we think cognitive decline is why he's scared of stairs and why he drags his oh, feet. Oh, it's heels. And why he's, he is in these towering elevator shoes because he's, got, he's 5'9". That is his actual height. Hmm. She's like, seeing the shoes. If you look closely at the shoes, they lace at a very steep angle up the front, which means he's standing on like, big cork heels. So that's why he's scared of stairs that, you know, and it's like stairs it's just, are easy. It's inclines. Those are hard in heels. But you gotta Jody, walk backwards. Yeah. But Jody, when you're wearing <laughs> when you're wearing heels, Jody, do you lean way forward like that? I mean, it seems yeah. like that's well, it's a, slight, it's a different structure than a than a high heel because a high heel puts the toes at ground level. Right. Whereas an elevator shoe puts your toes on a platform and then jacks your heels. up. Well, I wear platforms all the time and they're actually easier to walk in than heels without a platform. Hmm. Because basically the heel, it's the, it doesn't hurt as much. Because say I have a four inch platform and a five inch heel, it only feels like I'm wearing one inch. Well, I don't. She also doesn't have a huge pendulous belly like Trump. <laughs> That's also true. There's that. Yeah. That's why he is like a close parentheses, basically. <laughs> you know, because he's you know the weight is pulling him forward, and he's standing on the balls of his feet all the time, mm-hmm. uh, because he's yeah. you know and. Yeah, he's not 6'2", he's 5'9". His hands are not that small, actually, if you look at them as normal hands for a person who's 5'9". Well, here's the thing with his hands. It's not his hands, it's his fingers. If you look mm-hmm. at the original Graydon Carter, the original Graydon Carter short-fingered vulgarian thing was about his fingers. That's where Marco Rubio picked up the hands thing, just to turn. He, he expanded into the whole hand part, not just mm-hmm. the fingers, which is Graydon Carter's joke. By the way, Donald Trump tweeted this just a few seconds ago. Little Adam Schiff. Oh, referring God. to again the guy who holds Donald Trump's the guy who's six actually six three yeah. Adam yeah. Schiff <laughs> right little Adam Schiff who is actually six three taller than Donald Trump who has worked unsuccessfully for three years to hurt the Republican Party and president no. has just said that the whistleblower even though he or she only had secondhand information is credible. How can that be with zero info and a known bias Democrat scam? You know what, you fucking moron? You know, Trump is a fucking idiot. Uh, Trump is a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. <laughs> right. what, Let me see if I can do it right with him. We'll get it in stereo. <laughs> All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Trump is a Trump fucking idiot. Trump is a fucking idiot. idiot. There, there's a delay. You can't do it with a delay. But oh. here's the thing. Trump released the goddamn... Fix the mix. Trump released the non-transcript transcript. It's not a matter of, oh, the, the whistleblower doesn't know what he's talking about because this never happened and he's misinterpreting what the call was. We know what the call was. I mean, this is, again, this is the shell game. This is hoping mm-hmm. that people are so overloaded with the fire hose of bullshit that they're not going to see the fact, they're not going to combine the fact that he's saying secondhand, 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 and he's been saying mm-hmm. secondhand for the last 24 hours. In fact, yesterday at one of his joint press conferences, he couldn't even spit out secondhand. He was often some other thing that he had a retcon later as to mean secondhand. But regardless, he keeps saying that. It doesn't matter. We've seen the, the details of yeah. the fucking call. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about, I mentioned earlier, insulting our intelligence. I mean, this isn't just insulting our intelligence. This is driving over our intelligence with a fucking steamroller, as if we're just like, <laughs> okay, Mr. President. This is wrapping our intelligence in sheets, beating it with broom handles, and throwing it down the stairs, basically, <laughs> is what you're saying. What, whatever you say, Mr. Luthor. I mean, it's just like, my God, who is he? Who do they think we are? Jesus, that we can't... They, they think we're Ned Beatty and Superman. What? Well, they, I mean, right. I do believe that think if they th- kick up enough sand and mm. make it muddy enough that people will lose interest, but I really think they underestimate the lock-jawed, steely-eyed hate of people like me yeah. who are willing to sift through, and you who read the whole Mueller report a lot. You know, just like, we're not going anywhere. No. We've been putting up with this. It has been a daily pain that we struggle with in our lives to stay okay and so no we're not going to get distracted and if it comes time to have to explain it to the stupids i got enough crayons and i got (laughs) yes like i uh, i posted this on facebook the other day and now 
the libs fight back. That's that's the agenda right now. The next uh, 406 days or whatever it happens to be, I think we've got 404 days into the election. This is the time in which the libs... Give us the Jody sound. ...fight back. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah! There we go. <laughs> All right. Let's talk we about are coming the, over the hill. Let, let's talk about bugger off bug repellent right here and now. Yeah. It is my favorite bug repellent. It's still time. I mean, it's still blazing hot. Thanks, climate crisis. Uh, and so you still need to repel all those nasty insects that want to sting you and suck your blood and all the rest of it. Well, now there's help at buggeroffbomb.com. Link in the description. If you're tired of bug bites, you've come to the right spot. Bugger Off Bomb was created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague us every season. It's got a straightforward ingredients list. It's nasty chemical free. There's no goddamn DEET. If DEET is a problem for you, you don't have to worry because there is no DEET in Bugger off bomb it's kind to humans in the environment it contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies eucalyptus and citronella is in there plus it contains non-gmo soybean oil beeswax thyme rosemary cedarwood geranium basil and uh, other essential oils and by the way it smells way better than any store-bought repellents in fact bugger off smells clean and fresh it's not going to stain your clothing plus no more mosquito bites right just 1095 at bugger off bomb Dot com. But write this down, our promo code, B-O-B-C, for 15% off your entire order. Again, the promo code is B-O-B-C. That gets you 15% off the entire order at buggeroffbomb.com. Support this show by supporting Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug-free all summer long. Again, that's buggeroffbomb, buggeroffbomb.com, or just click the link on the podcast page. Thank you so much. The Bob Seska Show. Little girl, you've always been my muse, that's why. You know, I keep thinking if this song had been performed by, um, uh, let's see, like Billy Squire or who else am I thinking? Rick Springfield, maybe? It would have been like a number one hit single. That's how great this fucking song is. It, it, this is Brian Lissick. It reminds me more of Soul Asylum, to tell you the truth. Oh, really? Like that kind of 90s confessional rock. It's a, it's a little I more like it. it's a little I more old 90s. school I think than uh, Soul Asylum but yeah Brian Brian Lissick and the Unfortunates here beaten up blue from Curtis interrupted us that's the name that's the name of the album uh, make sure to submit your music to bobseska.com slash music I tried to convince Robbie Riss cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch yesterday to submit some of his music too had a great uh, great conversation on the 50th anniversary of the premiere the series premiere of the Brady Bunch yesterday with uh, Robbie Rist. And, uh, oh, my God, so many great stories, especially if you got to hear the story about his mom. He has these German immigrant parents who were just, to me, just listening in from the outside. To me, the best stage parents were Robbie Rist's parents. I don't know if he agrees with me on that assessment, but the stories he was telling, they really did a good job making sure that he was uh, was safe and not uh, taken advantage of, which is all all a good thing, and uh, you know, just a lot of great stories. Also, one about uh, Joe Namath and an explosion of fire and fury, and and then another story about Bob Ridgely, of course, uh, the Colonel from Boogie Nights, and uh, and so much more. So make sure to go to uh, uh, our Patreon page or go to any place where podcast you get your podcasts to listen to my interview with Robbie Rist, especially if you're a Brady Bunch fan. Um, okay, it was interesting yesterday to take a break from all the madness uh, happening in politics. Mm. To just sit and talk about Brady Bunch with an original cast member. <laughs> that was so much fun. Um, God, do you know who I want to meet more than anybody else in the world right now? Yeah. It's Jen, Jen Kirkman's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to Jen Kirkman's show and you hear her talk about her mom. Her mom has become this crusader for truth and justice. You know, like, I, you know, I'll quickly just tell the story about the elevator her mom and dad are big casino people. Yeah. They go to all the concerts. Uh, there was a Marilyn Manson concert at whatever Hotel Grand and Casino that they stay at in Connecticut, and they were in the elevator with a bunch of 
Madison Avenue guys who were all snickering about the little Death Rucker kids running around and her mom like <laughs> whirled on him and was like, listen, yeah. they are wearing who they are on the outside. They are artists. They're creative. What are you hiding <laughs> under that suit of yours? It's and amazing. I just like, oh my God. I, I, it's, once you start talking like her mom, like mm. her mom, it's very hard to stop. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But, but, uh, you should have her on sometime soon. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had her on in a while, but she's been on God, a bunch of times amazing. already. Yeah, yeah. But she has the tweet of the day. Such a girl crush. She, uh, yeah, Jen Kirkman had the tweet of the day today. She tweeted, uh, every seafood restaurant in D.C. should have a special this week called Squid Pro Quo. Yes. Awesome. Oh, that is awesome. such a dad joke, Jen. Yeah. It is perfect. A, I love that joke, and maybe maybe that's because I love dad jokes. Uh, see also the top of the Tuesday show uh, every week with Buzz Burbank. Um, okay. <laughs> Buzz tells. Okay, I have a dad joke. <laughs> go, go, go. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? What? One's really big and heavy, and one's a little lighter. <laughs> A little, little rim shot for you right there. Uh, why was Cinderella terrible at sports? Last one. Okay, why was Cinderella so terrible at sports? Because her coat was a pumpkin. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, now I'm done. Okay. So <clears throat> I love that one. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so move. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, here if you if you remember one thing from the entire whistleblower complaint, which we now have in our sweaty hands, uh, it's this paragraph. This is the to me. This is the thing that you're going to see in history books for decades to come. In the course of my official duties, I have received information from multiple U.S. government officials that the President of the United States is using the power of his office to solicit interference from a foreign country in the 2020 presidential election. This interference includes, among other things, pressuring a foreign country to investigate one of the President's main domestic political rivals. The President's personal lawyer, Mr. Rudolph Giuliani, is a central figure in this effort. Attorney General Bill Barr... Tom Bosley, that uh, doesn't say Tom Bosley, appears to be involved as well. This is uh, this is the thing. This is this is the perfect definition of what we're talking about. And as Buzz said on Tuesday, it's bite-sized. It's easy to understand. This is why this, beyond all of Trump's other things, is going to resonate more. Every time they refer to Rudy as Trump's criminal lawyer, I just la- I have to giggle because I mean he he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible at staying on message. He gives away more information. I mean, it's like he may have been brilliant in the courtroom sometime back in the 80s, but there has been a lot of bourbon Mm -hmm. since then. Mm -hmm. And there is just like pea soup sloshing around between his ears. It's like he's undead. I call Mm -hmm. him Nosferudi, like Nosferatu. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's just like, "Ah, ah, oh yeah, state secrets, we gave it all the way. Oh, did I say that? You know, and Sean Hannity's like, um, oh. Okay, <laughs> yeah. didn't know that one. Yeah. You know, it's just it's amazing to watch. Yeah, well, I, I don't understand why Trump continues to use him, and that's the thing. He just seems so uh, yeah. befuddled and out of it, and just. Uh, I think he's honestly acting as a free agent. I don't think I think everyone the Trump administration is so chaotic right now that they're like, "What? Rudy was on TV? Oh fuck! What did he say?" You know, I think it's completely out of control. He's just totally going on TV to go on TV. Well, okay, so uh, Trump has been moving records of his calls. This is also part of the uh, whistleblower complaint here. Trump has been moving records of his calls to a code word clearance server uh, that usually contains top secret confidential information, even though the calls don't rise to that level which indicated to not only the whistleblower, but indicated to the ICIG, the acting DNI, and everyone who's now looking at this complaint, that a cover-up is underway. In fact, Nancy Pelosi defined this particular action as part of the cover-up today. It's just staggering. A footnote states that this was not the first time the Trump administration used the system, quote, for the purpose of protecting politically sensitive rather than national security sensitive information. This is Donald Trump's exploiting some protected server to guard his own ridiculousness. It's just, again, there is such an infrastructure of padding and buffers and people just obfuscating for him. Yeah, just an entire circling of wagons. I got a lot of buffers. Exactly, just these concentric circles of wagons all 
protecting Donald Trump. He set this all up, not only to shield his criminality, but to shield his incompetence and all the rest of it. Just his his various derps. I mean, the amount of effort that it requires to shield Donald Trump from being exposed in the public is staggering. And yet here we are. Uh, it still ends up getting out, which is, as far as I'm concerned, a, a real hallmark to the strength of the system as opposed to the fragility of it, which is still quite fragile. There's no doubt about that. But there are some mechanisms in this system that end up that have been able to break through those layers, uh, walls, so to speak, uh, protecting Donald Trump, shielding him from accountability. And so that is, uh, that is something that's, that's quite a relief to observe as it all, as it mm-hmm. all happens. Meanwhile, I think Bill Barr and Rudy Giuliani are fucked. Um, I hope so. Uh, yeah. I so thought you were about to say that they were fucking. And I was just <laughs> That'd like, be funner. And you just said, yeah, and I'm just that like, yeah. there's is not a Viagra in the world. It would just be like two <laughs> yeah. pieces of chewed gum. Kind of like, Ugh. Well, I mean, remember that, remember that uh, Nixon's AG did serve time in prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there were a lot of Nixon people who served time in prison. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter now of... Well, how can we end up uh, getting to that place with mm-hmm. the, they've all, you know, taken some sort of vow of omerta, some some silence vow. I mean, that's how that's entirely why there were no charges uh, beyond the ones that we saw in the Mueller investigation, because mm-hmm. he was impeded by the fact that none of them actually wanted to talk because of this vow of silence. They just all said, and that's mm-hmm. what we observe in public testimony. That's certainly what uh, occurred in conversations with Mueller and his prosecutors. So that's why. I mean, if you look at why the Mueller report didn't turn up more uh, indictments, well, there you go. Donald Trump Jr. Well, in particular. Right. You know, I just, sometimes when I'm sad and I need a little pick-me-up, I just stop and think about Don Jr. and it, my name's Eric. Fighting over the last cyanide pill in the bunker. Yeah. And it just, you know, the, it just, it's kind of Tom and Jerry in my head. <laughs> well, did, did you guys see the, the, I don't recall the man's name, but he was on MSNBC yesterday saying that he personally knows 30 Republicans in the Senate that would convict today. Oh, But yeah. they won't. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cowards, get out from, you know, if you really believe that this is wrong, then should it get to the trial in the Senate? Vote to convict. You would think that they would be like, you know, maybe other people getting opposition research from foreign entities is not. I mean, I may have to face an opponent someday mm-hmm. that tries that maneuver, and I don't want it to be something that we've just gotten used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I can totally see why a politician would, you know, eat Republican or Democrat would be like, yeah, this isn't cool. But I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you know, they're what? willing to sign off on Jim Jordan and his showers with teenagers. <laughs> sure, sure. And, that, and then again, that's the real serious structural problem with having this fire hose of news, having this idea that if we just flood the zone with awfulness, then some things are never going to actually be brought to justice because you can't do all of it. It just d- doesn't. It doesn't always land in the proper place. It just keeps whizzing on by us. And you say, well, what about Jim Jordan? And why can't we get him? Well, get in line. <laughs> There's so many different things mm-hmm. that have to be addressed here with, with Donald Trump alone. And so uh, I, I think our system is not quite up to the task of keeping track of all of this shit, which is one of my main concerns in all of this, that someone's going to come along and they're going to start doing this. If, if, it, if it isn't already being done deliberately, they're going to start doing it deliberately. And, and so it's just a matter of time before that all gets uh, uh, weaponized. Uh, well, do you remember a few months ago, though, Bob, when you were, so, when you were super concerned? Because you were one of the first people I knew who even mentioned this Rudy going to Ukraine thing. Yeah. And, you know, Rachel Maddow's like, we first heard about this on Tuesday or when, and I'm just like, well, no, Bob heard about it. <laughs> yeah. Ago. I mean, he'd been knowing about this. But um, so I would like to shake your hand on this. But I would also Thank like you. to point to my reaction at the time, which was if they try something like this, it will blow up in their face. And let me, I'm curtsying, but you can't see me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was always a possibility, and it just, I, I was kind of cynical in terms of, 
well, whether or not this was going to be a real thing because there were reports. And I down. said they are so incompetent that they will find a way to fuck this up. Well, it started in May. That was when the first reports came down. There were some things in the Hill that were a little hinky. But then the real report came out in early May in the New York Times and then went from there. And there were reports all summer long about uh, Rudy and Ukraine and these secret meetings and, and Joe Biden and all the rest of it. And, uh, and throughout that entire process, we're all going... Well, they're colluding in plain sight. I mean, I think I've even said on this show throughout the summer that Rudy Giuliani, they're trying to interfere in the next election, but they're going to use Ukraine mm-hmm. instead. They're going to go to uh, Vladimir Putin's competitor. They're going to go across the street to the other guy because the first guy, <laughs> well, they've already used up all of that and people are paying attention to what's happening with Russia. So why not go to Ukraine? Why not try mm-hmm. that avenue? Because we're so yeah, but- weak and we're so worried about not winning re-election. We got to try that. And so that's exactly what happened. They tried to do it all over again and you know until the whistleblower story plunked it into the news i mean th- well thank god for the whistleblower because if it hadn't been uh-huh. for the whistleblower it would still be like a page b story it would be like a24 in the washington post rather than mm-hmm. covering the entire a1 page the front page of the washington post so thank god that this whistleblower has risked his her life to uh, step forward you know, uh, I, I have a theory. Yeah, <laughs> I have Hit a theory it. that that the reason that Trump and company went to Ukraine was Putin's orders, where he can go. Look, you know, I'm I'm asking these guys that are against Putin for the the stuff, and then wink, wink, nod, mm. nod. I'm not giving them the money to defend themselves. Then I'll give them the money, but don't worry, we'll pull it back once I win re-election. Don't worry, Russia, you'll get Ukraine. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Does make oh, a lot God, of sense. Does make a lot of sense, too. And he's you know, so smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, I read a lot of spy novels. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the other. You talk about spies now. I want to know mm. who the other White House officials are. Because it yeah. says in the whistleblower's complaint, it says multiple White House officials told the whistleblower that they were deeply disturbed by what transpired in the phone call between Zelensky and, and Trump, in which Trump, quote, sought to pressure the Ukrainian leader to take actions to help the president's 2020 uh, reelection bid. Uh, and then these these officials also spoke with the ICIG carrying out his investigation, Michael Atkinson, who apparently is going to be talking to. Senate intelligence behind closed doors today, I think. I think, I think they're right. They, I think they just walked into the, Kamala Harris tweeted it out a little bit ago oh, that they were about to walk in. Man, so. can you imagine being a fly on the wall for that mm-hmm. one? Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish I was a ninja and I had some suction cups mm-hmm. and I'd just walk along the <laughs> I have ninja <laughs> outfits. <laughs> okay, please, send them over, FedEx them overnight. Because I'm going to go <laughs> take a drive up to the hill. In I fact, think you guys wear different sizes. Those are going to be like capri pants on <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, they look like... <laughs> Right. My pants will be shorts on you. Well, I am going downtown tomorrow. Uh, not in the right. figurative sense, but in the literal sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tonight. Kimberly Johnson's not feeling very well tonight, so I can't. Aww. She's got some sort of cold. She's got the thing that's going around, the creepy crud that's happening to broadcasters, weirdly. Uh, Rachel Maddow has it. Buzz Burbank has it. You know, it's just, they're all oh getting together. God. Yeah, the deep tongue kisses, I think, are... Finally catching up with it. It started with Fugelsang. <laughs> yeah, Fugelsang. Well, speaking of Fugelsang, I'm going to be on his show tomorrow. That's why I'm going downtown. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to be in... Uh, You're this... doing a Carl Frisch a... thing this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. So in advance of the Carl Frisch fundraiser Saturday night, where I'm going to be emceeing, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing or saying. Uh, but yes, so I will be there at the fundraising event in Vienna, Virginia for Carl Frisch. But on Friday, tomorrow... I'm going to be going in to do the John Fugelsang show from noon to one, I believe, and then racing home in time to do the after party here. So it's been a it's been a busy week, but uh, I hope I don't pick up something. I hope I don't get this cold or whatever it is. Can we just talk for a second about how I, I just I, if I ever meet John Fugelsang, I'm probably going to be so tongue tied. Oh, yeah, um, because in my head, he's like James Bond. You know, yeah, he's just like so smooth. Yeah, he yeah, is. I mean, he's so handsome. And, I mean, he does look like a hero from a spy novel. But well, anyway, he's, please uh, tell both J- 
John, and please tell uh, Carl Frisch that I said him. Yes. He, uh, John, John Fugelsang is maybe the smartest political comedian, the funniest and smartest political comedian working right Certainly, now. And yeah. he, I don't think he gets enough credit for being all of that, but he wanted to he's so is. handsome. And the rest of us are just like, <sighs> was he talking? What's funny? Oh, that's a, <laughs> I asked him that in my interview with him uh, about a year ago when I had John on the mm-hmm. show. I said, you know, there's a thing in comedy where if you're good looking, you don't get the same respect. You don't have the comedy look. So you're not considered as funny or as accomplished in the world of comedy. And and he kind of agreed. I mean, because, you know, he's a good looking he's a good looking guy and he's the funniest, one of the funniest comedians, certainly the funniest political comedian working right now. And uh, and I, I wonder if it's because he's good looking that he doesn't get the same kind of respect as some others who are, you know, getting a special after special on Netflix and so on. Uh, we need to collaborate on a screenplay. Yeah. For him or something. Yeah. Let's yeah. See. We'll write a movie for John Fugel saying, how about that? <laughs> we'll work on that. All right. So uh, let's talk about here uh, some Plexiderm. Um, and of course, we all love Plexiderm. We've been trying it. Uh, Kimberly Johnson and I. Uh, got ourselves some Plexiderm. We tried it, and it actually worked. We were amazed. It's one of those things that comes along. You go, were they trying to figure out something else when they just landed on Plexiderm? Was it some sort of other experiment that they were doing? You go, oh, hey, wait. <laughs> this this makes us look better if you put it on our faces. But first, <laughs> here's what you got to do. You got to picture your face in the mirror and then think about all those fine lines, wrinkles, crow's feet. Now imagine that they're gone, but without some sort of horrendous plastic surgery. It's a topical solution called Plexiderm. It's clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. And if you don't believe it, you're in good company because I didn't believe it either. It's like, okay, bring it on. Let's see if this works. And sure enough, it did work. I watched it in the mirror 10 minutes and all of those things just vanish right in front of your eyes. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody's know, nobody knows that you're using it unless you tell them. Go to TryPlexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code sexy liberal at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Hey, hey. March on back. <laughs> Love this. Since the last time that I saw your face. This is uh, recording artist Kaz. It's his uh, latest song here on the show. This is Stay in Touch from his Time Past Anyways EP. I love this guy. This is uh, some great stuff. Go to, uh, go to bobseska.com. Go to the podcast page for this episode of the show. Click the link for Kaz. And you gotta buy this album. You just gotta have it in your collection. This is amazing stuff. This is some some old school things with some uh, some modern production value. Really, really good. Okay, moving along here. I have no idea what we're gonna talk about next. Probably gonna be uh, Trump and hey, Ukraine. Hey, I can tell you, you something. Okay, what do you have? Uh, I've written chapter eleven uh-huh. of my book. Oh, great! I'm gonna report it maybe right after this because I have all my stuff set up. Um, I'm a little scared. It was this was the hardest chapter of the book to write. This was a chapter about my mom and about grief and about my own near death experience yeah. and just you know. Um, and I had been putting it off and putting it off. My house is so clean. <laughs> I was going to mention last week's show too. Now that you mentioned your, your mom and your writing and everything like that, and after we played uh, uh, Carrie Hamilton's song. Uh, it was an, it was a fascinating segment. It was one of the best segments I think we've ever done. It was genuine. It was earnest. It was real. And and then I called the show Nipple Clamps. Yes, as, <laughs> as Carrie would be proud. I'm proud. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, there was one comment going, uh, you know, this episode was sublime, but why Nipple Clamps? <laughs> I said, well, why I, didn't, I didn't say Nipple Clamps. T-Rex said Nipple Clamps. I didn't even bring it up. 
But I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, if you have why that. Not? Yeah, of course. If there's going to be crying on an episode, you got to call it nipple clamps. That's just my little podcasting tip That's for everybody. That's just obvious. Yes, That's if just you're gonna... obvious. <laughs> it, speaking of having a podcast, uh, yeah. I'm restarting. And I think my next guest, if I do this right, is going to be a British comedian whose name is David Ferguson, who's also gay. Are you serious? Um, That's going to be so yeah. weird. Then you should bring in your twin. I have three David Ferguson friends on Facebook, and they're all gay. Wow. That's amazing. And then you should bring in, your twin, you should bring in your twin brother, and it'll just be like that multiplicity that movie with uh, Michael Keaton. <laughs> just like four He's got his own uh, podcast, which you guys should listen to, the Crash and Rod podcast. He interviewed the president of the United States singer, um, you know, millions of peaches, peaches. And that, the, the things that oh, I yeah, right. had to say about fame are fascinating. Oh, that's great. Um because he's like, it's like a series of rooms where they keep telling you in the next room, all the stuff you've been looking forward to is going to be there. Mm, oh, I'm sorry. That's the next room. <laughs> now, you know, like, um, yeah, it's you should listen to my brother. His podcast is actually really, really good. He got a grant from a mental health uh, like uh, foundation to do uh, to help his production value. So he sounds better than me. I don't know. I'm going to try to put all the twin competitiveness aside and plug my brother's podcast. Crash and Ride, available on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. There and you back go. to you, Bob. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, okay. So here's Adam Schiff has responded to the president's threat against the whistleblower or whoever helped the whistleblower get the information mm-hmm. out. Adam Schiff said the president's suggestion that those involved in the whistleblower complaint should be dealt with as we used to do for spies and treason is a reprehensible invitation to violence against witnesses in our investigation. All Americans must denounce such witness intimidation. And please underscore witness intimidation, Mm -hmm. because that's actually kind of a legal term. This is mm-hmm. Don- Donald Trump intimidating witnesses from coming forward because I'm serious someone you should just walk in there and arrest him. I mean, we have all the evidence is like in plain view. Well, this that's I, I mean, look, that was the other thing that uh, the acting DNI and the ICIG tried to do. I mean, didn't they refer a criminal complaint to the DOJ and Bill Barr went, nope, no way. Not going to happen. Hello, I'm Tom Bosley. No, it'll ruin my party at at (laughs) (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, that's uh, a part of it, I'm sure. But I mean, again, this is uh, Bill Barr rising up to his mandate as attorney general to just defend Donald Trump no matter Mm -hmm. what. And his role in all of this, Bill Barr's role in covering up this uh, whole thing hasn't ended yet. There is still more to come. From oh, no, him. he's he's paying dividends for them. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the best, the, really probably the only person in the Trump administration who they've hired who's actually good at their job. Because, yeah, I mean, good in the most awful them. way possible. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, when he's competent, like because he is really like he's just I mean, the, I hear things the Justice Department is doing and it's like, are we in bizarro world? <laughs> you know that, like they're, they're give, the Justice Department's giving awards to the attorneys who represented Brett Kavanaugh on his Supreme Court bid, oh, which yeah. I, I mean, that's like giving. I mean, I. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just the, it's like giving awards to whoever's idea it was to have like women who made radium watches lick the brushes. Oh, you know? right, like, right. God, yeah, that was a real thing. That was a real yeah, thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, so the whistleblower who filed the complaint in the intelligence community's inspector general has agreed to testify about the complaint to lawmakers in Congress. So that's it's going to happen, I assume, behind closed doors. Well, it has to happen behind closed doors because now this uh, whistleblower is a wanted man. And can I say something real quick? Because Reality Winner was just sentenced, I think, to five years in prison or something like that today. Oh, wow. Can I make sure to emphasize that no matter how patriotic Reality Winner might be, um, that reality winner is not a whistleblower. I, I want to be clear that the definition of a whistleblower is someone who goes through official whistleblowing channels per the law that's laid out that not only allows for the p- correct dissemination of the complaint, but then also protects the whistleblower from legal ramifications like being arrested and charged and sentenced to jail for five years. A leaker is someone who takes information and goes right to the press, just circumvents the usual uh, process. And while... That can be valuable in some cases. It is not something that is protected by law, yeah. and neither is that referred you lose to a whole as set a of protections that way. Exactly. So, reality winner, and you you may say reality winner and Edward Snowden were patriotic people. I, I don't necessarily say that. Uh. You may say that, but they're not whistleblowers. They are leakers, right. and mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot going. I know Rosie O'Donnell tweeted something about Reality Winner being a whistleblower today. She was not correct on that front. Reality Winner was a, a leaker, and again, this is no judgment on her actions necessarily. I'm just right. defining 
what the law says. And the law right. does not protect leakers. The law protects whistleblowers. So You are correct. And by blurring the line between the two, you start to paint whistleblowers with the patina of leakers, and you get Donald Trump saying things like, they should all be shot, which is kind of what he said today. So, and yeah. Donald Trump doesn't understand the fine line distinctions between these things. He just sees them all as being spies and terrible, worthy of... Uh, no, the, since Roy Cohn was his mentor, he totally is thinking of these people as the Rosenbergs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly mm-hmm. right. That's exactly the way he thinks mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt. And meanwhile, you know... That's go- what he's talking about. When he's talking about back when we were smart, he's talking about when people like fucking closet case, vicious little dimwit asshole Roy Cohn was in charge. You know, like... Right, right. Yeah, that's what's I, uh, terrifying is that Donald Trump is torn from some of the most awful people in the 20th century. I mean, as far as his main influences in terms of politics, he's all about Fox News Channel. Between Roger Stone, Roy Cohn, Roger Paul Ailes, Manafort, Roger mm-hmm. uh, Wales. Yeah, um, <laughs> what, Roger Wales. <laughs> yeah, no, I just he always kind of makes me just throw up in my heart a little, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. He I'm is he's he... he's like patient zero in all of this. You you want to talk about someone who is the seed that began Donald Trump? Roger Ailes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, he fell and hit his head, day drunk, in disgrace, <laughs> just like Elvis. Yeah. Goodbye, Roger Ailes. Yep, bye bye. So sad. Um, meanwhile, going back to what we were saying about incompetence, the White House yesterday accidentally emailed the House Democrats their talking points. Uh, which was intended for the Republicans. I think it was on purpose. I think somebody put that out on purpose. Yes, again. I mean, this is all part of an ongoing series of things that we've been observing on this show, whether it's the accidental leak of a series of documents like this, or if it's... the outfit that Sean Spicer wore on Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Well, there's that, too. Did you see that? Did you see it? I'm surprised no one... was like, clearly there are no more gays involved with that show. I'm like, oh, I think there are. They were like, let's, they were getting super stoned the night before, and they were like, girl, let's yeah. dress him like a jellyfish at a raid <laughs> in Topeka. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I really make sure and emphasize the love handles. I was always, I was also thinking, too, of the fact that there's all these misspellings and obvious misspellings that happen, because mm-hmm. I heard some additional information with regard to Donald Trump's tweeting, that he actually doesn't type in the tweets himself on his phone, that he writes them on post-it notes and then hands it to someone else, and then they tweet it for him, including all of the misspellings. So they tweet it out verbatim as he's written it. And so it's, either- a, it's like that woman with the wall in the commercial. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Oh, my God, yes, that's right. The woman who thinks that her actual wall is her Facebook wall, right? right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, they're either adding misspellings or they're just uh, duplicating and transcribing his misspellings the way they are in the post-it notes. But either way, someone in the White House or a series of people in the White House are deliberately making Trump look like an ass. And again, I can't help he but needs to think... so much help. I- I've got two words. Kellyanne Conway. I think Kellyanne Conway is a double agent. I think that I think that's the reason why when she's on camera, she so vocally defends Donald Trump because mm-hmm. she's making up for the fact that she's behind the scenes undermining him. Her and George Conway are up to something. That's just this my, is being my met with theory. a deep and skeptical silence by both Goth names. I <laughs> I noticed that. I I noticed. I I thought maybe it was I, I couldn't hear you because of my tinfoil hat, but <laughs> it turns out you guys are just like. Okay, another crazy mm. conspiracy theory from okay, Bob. Okay, Bob, it was nice. Not Talk doing his yeah, Alex Jones voice. No, my husband calls her the woman with no soul. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he... Yeah. yeah I, she, I mean, yeah, there's nothing there. Those eyes are terrifying. But yeah. anyway, let's go to the after show. We'll talk her, about all the people who didn't pay. Her soul is terrifying, yeah. Uh, you know okay. we do that, right? Spinous. Non-Patreon members, we go into the other room when we end the show and we talk smack about all of you. Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, Patreon.com slash T-Rex report for T-Rex's stuff. Also from dash the dash bunker.com for Jody Hamilton's stuff. Also at Sexy Liberal, where you can also find Stephanie Miller and John Fugelsang. And you can also find Dino Badala there. And I'm stalling because I'm looking for the list because I can't remember it right offhand. John Fugelsang, Fugelsang Dana, Repundant, uh, Dana Goldberg, Dana Goldberg, Knight, uh, Frangela, yeah, Frangela. All, all the rest. Uh, Jackie Schechner and Hal Sparks are coming. 
Bobby, Cindy, Cousin Oliver. Cousin Oliver, Ricky, uh, (laughs) Keith, Lori. (laughs) Oh, we ran out of music for the first time ever. I think we ran out of it. We got to do this now. Hey, this is Lee Papa, host of AGD Podcast with the Rude Pundit. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show, where every week I talk about politics and interview funny, fascinating, and filthy people. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.